Hi, this podcast is brought to you by Practicus. Practicus is a recruitment, consulting and advisory business specialising in change and transformation. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to The Data Files, the podcast that interviews the greatest and the best. And today I'm joined by Helen Crooks and co-presenting with me, it's me, Barry. Hello. And I'm Tony, who I forgot to introduce myself at the beginning. Thank you for coming, Helen. And just before we ask you various questions, Helen, I was going through your history and you've kind of been almost everywhere, but not everywhere. Uh, Dunhumby, <laughs> uh, I've noticed you're at Yale, Tesco, Virgin Media, Lloyds of London, most recently Ofgem, and also I discovered you were the ambassador for AI and the data economy for Innovate UK. I'm covering only a fraction of what we have here because we haven't got that much time, but that's quite an impressive list. So I think we'll start off with the first question, though. This is all about data leadership. What do you think makes a good data leader? It's quite a hard question to answer what makes a good data leader because from my perspective, having done it or been in data for 40 years, like you say, and seeing the role change so much and seeing so much change in the industry, I think different leadership skills are needed at different points in time and also for different sorts of companies and different organisations. I've always said all the way along, well, for quite a long time in career, that actually the D doesn't stand for data, it stands for diplomat. You spend most of your life actually negotiating with people um, on different things. But the the rule of thumb for me is, uh, obviously, you need to have that broad perspective, understanding of industry, of the area of uh, business that you're in. You need to have an understanding of the different sorts of data capabilities. But most of all, you need to match your focus and direction with the core requirement for that particular organization for their need for a CDO and and what's aligned with their strategy. There are different sorts of CDOs, there are different expertise. You can have a great CDO, I put them in the wrong organization, looking at the wrong thing and they become a poor CDO. So what's good and what's bad? So is there no such thing as a poor CDO? Is it just the environment they're in? Well, I wouldn't say that, but... I've seen some terrible ones. Yes, I've worked with some, not in this room, obviously. (laughs) So is there such a thing as a poor CDO? And what what are the traits of a poor CDO then? I've not really thought about that one, to be honest with you, what makes a poor CDO. Like say, um, having worked with a number of different sorts of people, I think it, it comes down to that question of what makes a good leader. I think most CDOs who are at a senior level are leadership focused and not technology focused but if you are working and it depends on what that title means and where it goes and this is the I know we you know we might well I think we might come on to this you know in terms of where does the CDO fit and and what does it mean but for me it's not just about it's not about being a CDO it's about what makes great leader of people okay not just about the the data piece okay so picking that up would you say it's desirable or essential that a CDO has worked in data and got their hands dirty or at the other end is it just a generic leadership position that happens to look after data? I think it's desirable. It would be good that if you are taking up the mantle of a chief data officer that you've got some background. However, I've come across some CDOs and some people who really get data who have not come from a data background and in certain businesses, they have made 
good data leaders and CDOs. Again, it, I, I don't want to sort of push this point too much, but for me, it's about matching the need with the experience and the expertise. And therefore, if you've got an organisation where the data focus is around governance and you have a significant experience in the governance of the information or intelligence relating to that company, but you're not formally a trained data scientist or data ethics advisor or whatever it is, if you've got that leadership quality, if you've got that background, if you've got those that expertise and you can bring in a team who have got the technical expertise, then you can be a successful CDO. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had the less technical CDO or equivalent turn up who's an excellent leader, who understands the power of data, but hasn't got the credibility to draw in the good data talent? Or is that not a problem? Do people have to look up and think, well, you know, I'd, I want to work for them because of their... Heritage, data heritage. good point. I mean, I I think I've seen some CDOs who have risen to the point of CDO because they understand the business, they understand the numbers, they understand the need for the accuracy. So, you know, a lot of them would come up through the actuarial or accounting type background. doesn't mean to say that everybody who comes through that background will make a good CDO. I don't know if the thing that is critical is actually having that connection between the business and data, whether that's technical or business operation. Mm. I don't know if that sort of like makes sense to you either. Because it's there are certain businesses where the data discipline, for example, like say data science, business intelligence, data governance, where you are trying to develop teams and you have people and you need to go through the recruitment, you need something that says to people who want to come to work with you that you know that actually it's something that they aspire to be they want to be working with people who have shown that they've developed their career around it but is that always the case i don't know at the Uh, risk of putting words in your mouth is if, if you take that that leadership being the primary need rather than the knowledge of the various data disciplines is it the leadership the leader's value in attracting the right team to deliver and execute I'm not sure, I'll be honest with you, Tony. I think that they're just thinking about this conversation and, and how we're doing, you know, what, what, what we're talking about. There are many different things that you need to think about. And, and I know we're focus here is actually on the, the data leadership piece. Um, the, the challenge for an organisation is matching the desires and the aims with what they need to do. And for many organisations now, data science, understanding data literacy, um, the right integration of AI, the understanding of consumer ethics are critical things. And therefore you have to, as a CDO, have that expertise and background. But that's different to the question of does somebody always have to come out through that space and do they always have to have that background to be able to attract people? If it was the case that you had to have a leader in data to attract people to become more data experts. I mean, this is the nicest possible way. You, me and Barry probably wouldn't be sat around this table because they didn't exist when we did it. It came from what we knew and what we developed. That's no different now. You have got people who have got ideas and thoughts and different sorts of expertise and 
who's to say what they bring and what they look like. Yes, we look for role models. We all do. But that doesn't mean to say you have to have a role model. Didn't have a role model at Dunhumby. Had to go and work it all out. That's an excellent point. So that's the point of these podcasts. That, is, <laughs> that, that really is. Yeah, that really is. Because with kind of frontier land, wasn't it, 20, 30 years ago, kind of forging your own uh, path. Well, the CDO role didn't exist. Well, same, that's absolutely it. Yeah, fascinating. I mean, you talked a lot about success not just being a function of if you're good at crap. I'm, well, you didn't say that, I just did. But a, a function of the environment you're in, the organisational environment you're in, the organisational context, there's a bit about, okay, that's how you get up to CDO, but then what next? Have you found certain winning formulas for where a CDO works well or not? So at its most basic level in the organisation, around the exec table or not, but also is it strategy? Is it under a coup? Is it its own thing? And what uh, people talk, They've been talking about this for ages, right? I'm not sure it's been cracked. Have you got any thoughts on it or is it just case by case? I think there's there, there seems to be a, a segmentation coming along of different sorts of organisations that need different skill sets and therefore you end up with a different flavour or level of CDO and not necessarily just chief data officer but other technical disciplines. You know, if you are a large organisation where data is drives everything that you do that's at the heart you know, you, you, your data um, and your data practices and everything like that, they are quite often, especially if you've grown up in the digital age, they're embedded in everything you do. So do you need a chief data officer? Not necessarily. You might have a mixture of other roles which are creating the environment that it covers all the different data disciplines. If you're in an organisation that uses data, you know, got good, <laughs> relatively good operational intelligence etc but know that you might want to change something then the cdo can be that catalyst for change it's a different sort of catalyst and a different sort of change if you're in a financial regulatory perspective you know environment you need somebody who's got the authority to ensure that you're meeting the right end output with respect stay to the regulation prison, stay out of prison yeah. yeah exactly so again you you've got a different sort of cdo now where do they sit at board level it's not like describing a actually is it like describing a cfo it might be you know you in different organizations you need different types of cfo why should you not need different types of cdo you know it's, it's, it's the same for me and it's that maturity of the discipline of data and the maturity of particular organizations that means you end up with these different you know backgrounds i've been lucky that i've worked in Many, as Tony pointed out at the beginning, many different industries where there are different needs. So I've learnt a breadth of different skills. You know, the London market and, and the one, Tony, you didn't mention at the moment, I, as I'm doing some work with Parliament, where there's an ecosystem. It's an ecosystem of data. It's not an individual company. It's lots of people trying to work together. It requires a very different mentality to the CDO of a retail company who is very focused on consumer, customer and product. Very, very different. So yeah. a different CDO for different industry types. And different level, I think you're into. And different yeah. level, well, you? yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I was thinking about that as you said it. I think of my current organisation, 
chief customer officer type role sits at the very highest level of course and it's not that customers aren't important everywhere but certainly when i was at the bank that role wasn't represented at the exco board level and again thought-provoking answer just like uh, the one prior maybe the cdo doesn't have to be at the highest level in all the organizations so there's definitely some food for thought there isn't there i think there's a rush there was a rush when the cdo role first got established to promote that to the highest level in an organization almost blindly because it's got the chief in front of it and perhaps we're at that point where we can have a nuanced discussion of different types of cdo as you were speaking i was thinking it's more of an advocacy role depending on where you are because some places it's about being in charge of in other places it's helping enable too but ultimately it's the advocacy of the use of data for the good of the organization so it doesn't it's probably the pat answer is it's it sits where it's best place to serve and that could be dependent on the organization i think that's true but the challenge then comes which we all know which is if it is at the wrong level and if it hasn't got the appropriate authority or budget or scope then it can make the role incredibly challenging and actually almost impossible. So it takes a mature or an understanding of what the organisation is actually trying to achieve and how you balance that with a CDO role to actually get the right balance. So so this Um, leads on to the relative data literacy skills. Barry doesn't like the term because it can connotate of illiterate, but the evidence of understanding how data can be used for the benefit of the organization there needs to be that on board in order to place a cdo or whatever title it's given at the appropriate level so it seems to me and i'd be interested in your views on this that ultimately it will come down to the board members and where they see the value in the organization yes um, i'm sort of hesit- not hesitating from a perspective of does it mean that it needs to be understood at board level etc I think the challenge is one of trying to find that embryonic thing that a particular organisation needs to have that is supported by that data effort to actually start with. I think the vast majority of organisations now will have a recognition of the fact that their business requires data to you know even if you're not if you're not a data if your if your product isn't something that's dependent on data um you know there's there's a recognition that certain elements of data are important and you need to look after it and so i know even if you don't know what you want to do with respect to exploit it but you know you need to look after it so i'd be very surprised if there was you know very few companies now who don't have a board level some understanding or some, you know, some executive understanding of what that data, what the importance is of that data and what you want to do to, to look after it. And will you know the opportunities that you might have with it? Mm, not necessarily. Will you actually want to buy into some of those opportunities, even if you know about them? Not necessarily. So it sort of then comes onto the challenge of data versus digital and the company strategy and all those sorts of things. But what you're describing there is, is a journey that we're all on. I mean, if you go back five years plus, the picture was very different, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so what do you think's 
what's made that change happen? What's allowed that to happen? More practitioners who have got an understanding of data, whether they come from a tech field, an ethics field, a standards field, a governance, the impact of legislation. So, um, you know, GDPR, it heightened everybody's understanding. There's an argument to be said that the last couple of years with the pandemic has heightened general public understanding even more. Um, So every time now there is more general discussion about data I think that heightens the perspective of a board sort of like well what are we doing about data it'd be interesting to do some research to find out you know how many of the UK company organizations don't have somebody who they go that's the person that's accountable for my data whether they're called a CDO or not you know because they're not necessarily will be called the CDO but that's the person that's accountable our data. But is that because of legislation, as in the regulatory governance has made that so, or has it been self-selecting? I don't think it's been self-selecting. I don't know whether you agree with that, but I don't think it's been self-selecting. I think it's a combination of digitalization of us. You know, the whole world is just getting more digital and, and more data is available. People are more aware of data. I think organizations are more aware of data and the value of data because of things like this. The people are more aware of data and the roles that are digital and data. Still get confused over the difference between a data CDO and a chief data officer, chief digital officer. And you mentioned, you know, product. Depends on if your product's a digitally based product or not as well. So, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different reasons. I don't think it's one thing. I think it's a movement. So change. if you were to fast forward 10 years time, what will be the nature of this conversation today? Hopefully we'd be retired on a beach by then. Well, no, I definitely not, not, in, not in this data dungeon. <laughs> definitely retired <laughs> on a beach. Um, that's a bit tricky. You know, if you'd have said to me when I first started nearly 40 years ago, what we look like in 10 years' time, I wouldn't have been able to predict that. And then each decade, as it's changed. Has it flattened out or has the change accelerated? I think the understanding and knowledge of opportunity with data is accelerating i think we're still on that acceleration curve i think the opportunity of what more could be done from a technical perspective i think the gaps are going to widen i think you're going to have people who still just do basic stuff and the gaps are going to go out to people who are much much more sophisticated I might go back to when you talked about the frustrations. It's pretty well established that the tenure of CDOs aren't the longest. Uh, Compare them to the CFO and CEO and COO, maybe two, three years. I think, I don't know what the average is. It's probably about that. Why do you think that is? Is it just the nature of the job, certain tools for certain jobs? So a go in and turn it around versus a go in and run it or establish it? Or... Are there just allergic reactions in certain organisations? I mean, it, it seems a very low tenure for a job that is a very senior job that needs time to establish. I've got a couple of theories. I think we need to look at the data. Why do I say that? So if the average is two or three years, or let's say three years, it could be that there is a peak at sort of like a year and another peak at about four or five years and every average works out in the middle. And the reason why that peak is, is because when, as I said before, if you get a CDO mismatch with 
an organisation? Um, do people come in and go, nah, I'm not making any headway here, I'm going. And I've heard that and I've seen that a number of times um, because people can come in with one expectation and then doesn't work out. That's one theory. The other sort of question is many CDO roles for the sorts of companies that, you know, you, you, your average company, not, not your big techs, not the ones that are driven by data, but, or, or even your startups, but your normal average CDO roles, many of them report into a board member. So CFO, COO, maybe CEO, don't know. Quite often, board members have got a tenure. So they come in, the CFO, they come in, they look, they take three, six months to establish and look at what their strategy is going to be. And they go, oh, I need a CDO. And they'd spend another three months or so, six months, 12 months, finding another C- a CDO. And it takes another sort of six months to f- get them out of their current contract. So it's two years up in that company's CFO's journey. They join, they define a strategy, and then the CFO comes to the end of their particular tenure and the CDO quite often will leave with them. And I've seen that happen as well. So Whilst I agree with you a little bit, Barry, and that we are, by definition, I think, you know, the true CDOs, we're very passionate about what we do. We want to make a difference. We get in there, we define a strategy. We want people to follow us on that journey. And if we don't get the support, if we get the support, that might determine the tenure. Don't know. But I think we need to look at the data because I think there's no single reason for it again. Interesting point there with the lag effect of if one isn't sitting on the board as a CDO, which many of us don't, you're taking the jump to join someone you yes. may have worked with before. They need to bed in. They then need to recruit and so on. I think that's a very interesting point. I can t- I've got a chart drawing in my head, which is absolutely the wrong format for a podcast. So I won't talk about <laughs> all the chart that I've got in my head. Is it bimodal? <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm not going there. Thank you very much for that one. I mean... Would one want to spend 10 years as a CDO somewhere, frankly? I mean, I don't know if I could be asked. Well, I know some people who have been effectively or de facto CDO at companies for sort of 10 years or so. And those companies actually tend to be the companies which are the data companies. So by definition, the company is evolving and their strategy is about changing and improving the way in which they use and do data. But... It doesn't mean to say that, you know, that's that's the only case. But I don't know. I, th- I think there is there is something about the fact that with data, you need that backing. You want that journey. You want that strategy. You want that change. And then when it gets to operational, just keep it running. Many of us get bored. I think that's the other hypothesis, isn't it? The CDO is a change agent. And by definition, you don't stay have a very long tenure for yeah. change. You make the change and you move on. But ironically, a significant number of organisations who are looking for CDOs are looking for the safe pair of hands, not looking for the change agent. And what do they end up with? Well, this is where you're back to the mismatch. Um, And it's not saying one's right or one's wrong. It's just different horses for different courses, from my perspective. So, Helen, one question we ask all our guests. Mm -hmm. Um, Barry's answered it. I've answered it. And I'm going to ask you the same question now. What's the best advice you never took the best advice probably that i never took was probably this was be mid to late 80s go to the west coast with oracle and i didn't take it those time pass we'll never know will we no thank you so much thank you thank you